Hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Petralia. It's episode 236 of Patriot Speed on the CLNS Media Network. Follow us at www.clnsmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter at two locations, at CLNS Media and at Patriots CLNS. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS Media. My pleasure to welcome to the program one of the terrific college and pro sports uh, football reporters uh, in the New England region. He works for the Boston Herald, does a great job not only complimenting the coverage of Jeff Howe and Karen Garigian at the Boston Herald, but also covers Boston College. That would be Adam Kirkshen. Adam, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, Adam. It's a pleasure to have you on at this time of year because with the NFL Combine just completed in Indianapolis uh, and obviously everybody looking forward to NFL free agency in middle of March uh, coming up in about a week and a half and then, of course, the draft uh, at the end of April in Dallas is a great part of the offseason of the NFL, and I'm just curious uh, to get your impressions of uh, the recently completed NFL Draft Combine in Indianapolis. I feel like when people look at the Combine for quarterbacks, it's got to be taken with such a small grain of salt because, you know, there's no defenders, it's just one guy running a route, and um, it's uh, a little silly to take too much away from it, but I will say that there was nobody that was... um, you know, as consistently accurate as, as you expect for somebody who um, sort of dominate that setting. Uh, you know, there's some highlights here and there, but, the, you know, still the guy that I came away most impressed with was Baker Mayfield. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, you, you really doubt that the Patriots will ever get a shot at him uh, where they're picking now. But, I mean, if you're looking for somebody who would uh, really fit well in their offense and, and look good this week, I'd say him. Yeah, you know, and, you know, obviously the assumption is, okay, that the top three quarterbacks, Sam Darnold of USC, Josh Rosen of UCLA, uh, and Josh Allen of Wyoming, they'll be gone, um, you know, within probably the first, you know, five to seven, eight or eight or so picks of the NFL draft. Then it becomes a little murky in terms of, you know, will a team that, uh, perhaps needs a quarterback, will they reach for a Baker Mayfield? Uh, and if they don't, maybe they drop, you know, maybe a Baker Mayfield projects to drop down uh, later into the first round. And, you know, of all of the quarterbacks who are available, realistically available, um, Adam, who sticks out to you? I mean, I love Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State just because of his completion percentage at a, you know, major uh, conference uh, in the Big 12. Who sticks out to you? I, I like Rudolph too. Uh, I'm not sure how much, um, you know, he's another guy that could slip early to another one of those teams that, you know, has a quarterback and is sort of looking for a succession plan. Uh, but he could be around there. Um, a guy that might be even further down is the guy everybody's sort of been talking about is Kyle Aletta out of Richmond. And, um, you know, I was actually, I, I liked what I saw from him the other day too. I mean, it really, kind of sold me on him was his senior bowl performance. I was watching it that day. And, you know, um, the fact that he, you know, he doesn't have like an overwhelming arm, but he knows when to use it uh, and is really good in the red zone. He was just very impressive to me. So, yeah, I'd like to see, you know, if, if he is somebody that they target as well, 
because it's one of those things where it's almost a cliche at this point is how much the Patriots, you know, would be a great fit for this kid. So, um, so yeah, he's somebody I really want to keep an eye on. A lot of people really like Luke Falk out of uh, Washington state who would definitely be there. Um, you know, he didn't really do much to separate much for me, uh, when I watched him. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some other guys that I know some people like Luke Logan Woodside out of Toledo. He's got some, uh, a lot of the same characteristics in terms of, you know, being accurate, uh, somewhat of a good processor when he, when he drops back and, and is able to see what's in front of him. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a few of those guys, um, Rudolph is a guy I like a lot too, like you said. I mean, he, um, he, you know, he's very effective in all that RPO stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, he's a smart kid. Uh, I know that he's somebody who's a real, um, you know, he he just loves to get into film, and um, he's he's very he's very studious. So, I, I feel like really in any offense, he he, he could be pretty good. I, I read somewhere where there have been some comparisons between Kyle Lalletta and maybe a ceiling of similar to Alex Smith. Do you think that is reasonable? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They got Why a lot is of the same that? Yeah. Skill but they got a lot of the same skill sets. They got a lot of the same um, athletic traits that were in the uh, actual combine itself um, in terms of 40-yard dash and um, – three cone and stuff like that. They're guys that can actually hurt you with their feet too. Um, although they would rather sort of, um, use their feet to buy time to pass. Um, you know, he got down to a four, 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 seven, seven in the 40 at one point. Um, and he's got, he's got a pretty good, uh, three cone for a quarterback at six, nine, five. So, you know, he, you know, he's got a lot of athletic traits and in terms of how he throws the ball, he's somebody that, you know, is, you know, most effective in the short and intermediate passing game. And that's something you would probably say for Alex Smith, too. So I'm going to throw, speaking of using your feet, I'm going to throw the name Lamar Jackson out at you. Mm. And why would the Patriots want to go after him? And why would Josh McDaniels welcome a guy like Lamar, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson? You know, many people have said he would go after Lamar Jackson for the same reason he went after Tim Tebow, and why wouldn't the Patriots go after him? Give me the pros and cons of Lamar Jackson getting drafted by New England. Well, I, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, I watched him a ton in college. He, even the bowl game before he broke out in uh, the end of his freshman year before his sophomore year when uh, when he won the, the Heisman. He's, he's somebody that, listen, all right, you know, if you're going to give Josh Allen uh, – kudos for having a strong arm and being a good athlete well you know jackson doesn't have as strong an arm as josh allen but he's a way better athlete um you know and i understand the cons with jackson he hasn't had great completion percentage numbers um and the over his career although well yeah and the other thing that people would um point to but the one thing people should know is that his completion percentage has gone up each year uh, that he was in college, um, and had he stayed in, if you follow that same trajectory, he'd probably right. be over somewhere around 61%. So at least, so, you know, and it, another thing that people have to remember is, is he's had some real, um, you know, he's been on a good team, but he's had to really carry it. So like, you know, uh, last year, uh, or 2016, 
he was on an offense that had a horrible offensive line to the point where Bobby Petrino had to uh, change coaches there. Right, it was that bad. Yeah. So he was on a bit, bad offensive line, hit, and he won the Heisman. Okay. And then the year after that, <clears throat> he's playing on a team with an awful defense. Um, you know, you know, you can watch the, these highlights and these scouting videos and not really get the full feel of what the game was like because you're not really watching the whole game. And you know, when you were watching these games last year. You know, Jackson's teams were always having to match scores with teams. I mean, if you remember the BC game. I was just going to bring that up, uh, Adam. (laughs) I mean, that was pretty much their whole year until the last few games when they started to, you know, figure it out a little bit, but it was too late. But, I mean, he was in so many games where he had to just sort of match scores and, you know, uh, know, play almost flawless to uh, get his team to win games. Now, and he also lost. Uh, most of his skill position players from the year before. So um, in a lot of ways he got better and it didn't quite show up in the numbers. Uh, But I mean, look, you know, a lot of people want to view his uh, legs as a negative for some reason. In fact, uh, you know, you know, just sort of like, Oh, well he can run, but I don't know if he can throw, he can do both. And uh, if the Patriots are lucky enough to have a guy like that fall to him, I mean, they shouldn't think twice. I mean, I think he's that good. Yeah, and you know, people have mentioned with Lamar Jackson, it's not his legs that are the problem; it's his footwork, and that is the one right. thing. You know, when you hear people talk about Lamar Jackson, that's the one thing I think an NFL team, uh, whether it's Josh McDaniels or whoever, uh, winds up taking Lamar Jackson. That's the one thing they're going to have to work on, right? Right, and and that's the thing is with the Patriots, you're planning on having Brady for what another two years. Two Maybe, to three, you sure. Know, who knows? Yeah, you get you get Brady for two to three years. You can have Lamar Jackson on your bench, holding a clipboard and learning from the best. And you don't think maybe in two to three years, a guy with his his athleticism and physical tools and ability to really make things happen on a football field, you know, won't be ready to you know contribute in a major way in an offense like this. I mean. And that's another thing people, you know, will throw in there is that, you know, he played in a Patriots-like offense in college. So um, it, it it's exciting to think. Here's what I sort of think about with Lamar Jackson is people compare him to Michael Vick, okay, and sort of, you know, the accuracy issues, but a great runner. You know, you kind of feel like when you look at Lamar Jackson, that's the floor is Michael Vick, all right? You you're not going to have him come in and throw 40%. You know, right. He's going to come in here at the very minimum, at the very minimum, uh, when the pocket breaks down, you have a weapon at quarterback who can make things happen. And so if you think, okay, well, that's the floor, and then say, well, what if we clean up his mechanics, his accuracy improves in this certain offense, and then you add uh, certain designed runs to the offense, what do you get then? Okay, then you get an all-pro. All right. So uh, if you have that luxury, if you have the luxury of being able to sit this guy for a year or two and and get him to the point where you think he can really contribute, then, man, you're in a really good spot. You're selling me hard on Lamar Jackson. You know that, Adam, right? (laughs) I know. I'm pro Lamar big time. I just feel like a lot of the uh, arguments against him, too, are sort of, I don't know, like shallow. yeah, yeah, especially with the completion stuff, like with the accuracy stuff. Like he, I mean, it's not like he's 
he's he's throwing these um, jailbreak screens every time, or you know, dumping it off to a running back, or you know, when you know Brandon Cooks comes around and Brady just sort of flips it to him. You know, those aren't the throws he's making out there. He's making difficult passes, and uh, and he's a tremendous athlete. Um, so I just I feel like it, people are overthinking it with him. Speaking with Adam Kirkshen, covering the Patriots and the NFL and college football for the Boston Herald. Whole food protein bars with simple, real ingredients. I'm talking about RX Bar. Go to rxbar.com for 25% off your first order. Visit rxbar.com slash CLNS and enter the promo code CLNS at checkout. Again, receive 25% off your first order. Why RX Bar? It's a whole food protein bar. And what does that mean? Their bars are made with 100% whole ingredients. They want to be transparent and upfront with their customers, which is why they label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts on the front of their package and the ingredients that make up the texture and taste on the back. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX bars actually taste delicious. Take it from me, take it from my two daughters who are very active in high school sports. They love their RX bar, especially the mint flavored ones. They absolutely eat them up and it's a must-go-to nutritional snack for them as they go off to their sporting events. They found uh, creating a bar made from real whole food ingredients actually tastes better than anything out there. They don't need the fillers the additives, the chemicals, or the added sugar. Again, for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash CLNS and enter the promo code CLNS at checkout. Speaking again with the one and only Adam Kirkshen of the Boston Herald does a tremendous job covering uh, pro football uh, along with Jeff Howe and Karen Garigian for the Boston Herald also covers college football. And college football happens to be on our mind right now because it is the it's the time after the NFL Combine in Indianapolis leading up to the NFL Draft in late April. I want to move on to Gronk. Everybody's talking about Gronk, what the Patriots should do. Mm. What if, Adam, the Patriots decide, instead of going for a quarterback uh, at number 31, Hayden Hurst is available from South Carolina? Do they go after Hayden Hurst? Well, uh, it's interesting. I mean, if he's available, he, he's certainly a guy that you look at. But another guy that looked really good uh, this weekend, and again, I don't want to fall into the trap of saying, all right, well, because the guy looked good in the combine, this, you definitely got to go this way. But um, the uh, Mike Gusecki out of uh, Penn, Penn State, State. I, th- I think I'm pronouncing it. Gusecki, no, it's Mike Gusecki, uh, yeah. sure. Yeah, um, he looked great. Like, I mean, he ran two four fives. Uh, or four five fives or four five fours, whatever you want to uh, give it. He um, he had a six point seven six three cone, which would be good for you know uh, a lot of wide receivers, let alone a tight end who's uh, you know six five two forty seven. Uh, and you know the first time we talked, we uh, we mentioned a lot about how a lot of these guys are better receivers than they are uh, blockers. Right. Uh, but if you're going to go by that if you're going to say all right all right we're going to concede the point that these guys aren't real all complete tight ends and you're not going to find a rob gronkowski in this class then you're going to find you're going to look for a guy that can do the things that gasecki did there and you know it's not like he's just good in the combine he had a fantastic season as a player 
uh, and his film is really good. So um, he's somebody you look at. So there's a lot of guys uh, in this in this draft at the tight end position who you could really like. Um, Troy Fumagalli, he's another Big Ten yeah, tight yeah. end. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a big guy. Um, didn't run the forty, I don't think, uh, at the at the combine, but still he, you know, you know, like Mark Andrews from Oklahoma. Who knows? You know, I mean, some people just don't think he's enough of a blocker to take him, but you know, six five, two fifty, uh, two fifty, yeah, two fifty. Uh, one of his one of his first time his first time doing the forty yard dash, and uh, this weekend was a four five nine. So, uh, you know. He's and he and you turn on the tape with this guy. He's he's a beast, you know. So there's there's several tight ends that you look at and say, okay, if you want to go that way, if you and if you think Gronkowski's out, then uh, there's some good guys you can take there, and you can even guys. There will even be some good guys there um, in the later rounds. Uh, so you, it's 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 a it's a really good draft of tight ends for the Patriots if they want to go that way. Okay, you mentioned the three-cone drill, Adam. Why is the three-cone drill so important to the Patriots? I've heard time and time again that uh, Bill Belichick values that three-cone drill more than any of the drills that he sees in the five to six days in Indianapolis. Well, I think it's most um, – it's it's you see that type of quickness become more useful on a football field than a 40-yard dash. Like, I think it's important to have speed, but um, it's harder to measure um, quickness, and you can do it with the three-cone drill a little bit more. And so, you know, the, with you know, in a football game, you know, how many times does a guy just run straight? You know, there's always that, uh, you know, cut or two cuts that you have to make in order to, you know, get free or, you know, uh, do anything really stay with the receiver. Um, it's, so it's a, it seems, yeah, it seems, it seems to me, and I, now I'm not saying that this is why they do it, but it just seems to be like a more football specific type drill that would, uh, come into play more often than a 40 yard dash. So in other words, Adam, change the direction. That's what's really important. Right. And that, that is a critical, uh, skill to have uh, if you're with the Patriots or, or any NFL team. But I know Bill Belichick over the years has really valued that that three-cone drill. And while we're on the subject of guys that are going to need to change direction really quickly, Malcolm Butler isn't coming back. I think we all know that. And right. short of the Patriots going out and trading for either Richard Sherman, who's coming off two Achilles injuries, or Aqib Tlaib, who's 32, Patriots might go the uh, draft route, and if they do indeed decide to do that um, at 31 or even early second round, there are some intriguing names. I'm going to throw three out at you. A couple of them may not be available, may never make it to the Patriots. Josh Jackson of Iowa, Denzel Ward of Mm -hmm. Ohio State. But Mm -hmm. there's Mike Hughes, who got rated very highly heading into the Combine out of Central Florida. What do you think of those three? I like all three of them, um, and I think obviously Mike Hughes is the one that's most likely to fall um, to them. He doesn't; he he just doesn't have the same amount of buzz around those other two as that you seem to see in these mock drafts. Now, obviously, that you know those don't really mean anything until uh, you know until teams start actually picking. But you know, uh, you know, Jackson seems like uh, you know he wasn't a blazing fast forty guy 
at the combine. Uh, but he actually did pretty well. Like his first, his first time was four, four, nine, uh, and he's a six foot guy. So, um, and then you look at his tape and his production and there's really not much you can quibble with when you got a guy like that. I mean, he always, you know, he's going to turn a, a pass broken up into an interception or a pick six. He's just got that. He's sure. got that uh, ability to him. He's uh, also Ward is a great. Cover. Yeah, not to cut you off, yeah. Adam. He was the one who had the three interceptions against J.T. Barrett and Ohio State, and right. single-handedly ended Ohio State's national championship dreams in <laughs> right. Iowa City. Yeah, he did, and uh, and then you know to to sort of uh, come back in there is, is Denzel Ward. I mean, the, you know, all three of those guys are good players. Uh, a guy that probably should be there who had a fantastic combine was uh, Jair Alexander um, out of Louisville. Now, he's battled some injuries and we're circling back to Louisville, uh, but um, not huge. I mean, like a 5'11. Good enough. Yeah, yeah, good enough size. Um, and he, he clocked really low in the 40. He got a 4.38. And his, his three cone was pretty good, too. It was a 6.71. So, you know, he's he's quick, uh, he's fast, he's great with the ball in the air. Um, he was much better in 2016 just simply because he wasn't battling as many injuries. But he's a he's a guy that can come in and play right away. I mean, I feel like a good corner can come in out of college and, and do well uh, in most systems, especially if it's just a press man system. I feel like um, I, I, I've liked Jair for a while. I thought um, – you know, he might not have even been eligible last year, but I thought, you know, even if he had come out last year, he would have been one of the, and I don't think that's possible. I don't know if that's possible or not. I forget if he's a junior or senior, but I looked at Alexander and I remember, I think he might've had two interceptions against Clemson, uh, against Deshaun Watson's Clemson. Um, and I remember just thinking, wow, this guy really just has a knack about him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where, where he goes. Let's turn a little bit closer to home in the college front, and I think a lot of people want to know what happens with Boston College and Harold Landry. Uh, Harold Landry mm. had an ankle injury that kept him out for the second half of the season um, and even missed the bowl game, and I want to ask you point blank, did that hurt his draft prospects, or it didn't really matter whatsoever? No, I don't think it did. I think... Um when you're a good pass rusher, uh, teams will be able to look over a lot. <laughs> right. Know? And I don't think, uh, and I don't think, you know, ankle injuries are tricky. You know I mean? It takes a lot of time. I mean, sometimes they never get better, but, um, I honestly think for a guy who is as, um, strong and athletic and, and quick and, and all that good stuff, he, I think it's, it'd be, it would be crazy for a team, uh, to overlook Landry based on a like an ankle injury that uh, that kept him out in the last couple of games. Now, I mean, I don't know exactly why he stayed out. Maybe had it been an NFL season, he could have stayed out there and fought through it. I, you know, I don't know how bad um, it was, and I don't know how how much uh, his prospects looking forward played into that. But uh, you know, you look at that guy. Um, he he just he's so he's so tough off the edge and it's so valuable uh, and he's so athletic you could even drop him back eventually and teach him how to drop back into coverage. Uh, I just think he's an unreal talent and he'll be 
Now I'm gone, I think, by the time the Patriots pick, but who knows? Maybe maybe he falls to them and, uh, and gives them something to think about. Would you think they'd be tempted to take him at 31 if he's there? Oh, I, I would think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really like him. Um, you know, um, sort of they – you can't go wrong with, a, a like, a great edge presence. Um, even if you have guys like that, then, you know, it, it's like um, – it's like it's like drafting a great pitcher, you know. It's, it's, right. The position is so important, uh, you know. It's that you can really never have enough depth there. So, um, so yeah, if if he was there, sure, why not? Yeah, he's he's very good, but not if Lamar Jackson's there too. You take Lamar. <laughs> that is good advice from Adam Kirkshen, somebody who would definitely know. Uh, Adam, I know you write for the Boston Herald. Uh, what else do you do, and how can people follow you on social media? Uh, yeah, well, on social media, it's just my name at, on Twitter, uh, at Adam Kirchin, A-D-A-M-K-U-R-K-J-I-A-N. Um, I also do uh, correspondence work for Athlon, uh, which uh, does a lot of college football. That's where most of my college football stuff comes out. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. And uh, me and Evan Lazar from the Herald uh do uh, a podcast called uh the naked bootleg you can find that on itunes and on um soundcloud and the uh the twitter page for that is at naked boot pod and uh yeah so and we'll do one of those again uh this this coming week um sort of wrap up the combine stuff and then uh, we should probably definitely have you on there at some point. I would be uh, happy to return the favor, yeah. Adam. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd I, be awesome. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, by the way, a shout out to Evan Lazar um, at the Boston Herald. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, E Z L A Z A R, Evan Lazar. I want to thank Adam Kirkshen for joining us on episode 236 of Patriots Beat. Get daily team updates on the Patriots Newsfeed podcast with Tyler Trudeau, which is also available on the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show feed. Available again on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Thanks again for downloading today's Patriots Beat. I want to once again thank our guest Adam Kirkshen from the Boston Herald. You can also follow him on Twitter at Adam Kirkshen. You can also give us a follow at Patriots CLNS and at CLNS Media. You can also give my own personal account a follow at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. Today's sponsor, rxbar.com. For Patriots content manager Mike Alonji, CLNS Media executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network Nick Gelso, thanks to everyone who tuned in. This is Mike Petralia, and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice. And live on CLNS Radio immediately after every single pass game, call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the plays of the game, and everything else that is going on with the five-time Super Bowl champion. 
Subscribe to CLNS Media New England Patriots Post Game Show on iTunes and Stitcher. And the best way, download the free CLNS Media Network mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. <laughs>